Welcome to the Student Ministry Matters podcast. We want to encourage, equip, and connect those with a passion to impact the next generation for Jesus Christ. Student ministry can be a lonely place. You might even feel like you're the only one in your church or community that cares about students. Well, know this, you're not alone. People all across the country are engaging Gen Z and care deeply about the spiritual direction of these young men and women. Whether you're full-time, part-time, bivocational, or volunteer, if you have a heart for students, this is the place for you. Welcome to the podcast. My name is Dan Carson, and I'm the Director of Student Ministry Matters. And today we're going to talk about a very current topic, and one that needs to be addressed. It's clear that everyone is thinking about COVID-19. It's impacted sports, our universities, and now it's impacted our public schools. So it's important that we serve our students and their families in God-honoring ways during this time. They need to see hope and love come from us. And so we're going to talk about some of those things on today's podcast. Well, I have Micah Powell and Chris Vines with me. How are you guys doing today? Doing phenomenal, man. man. Awesome, awesome. Well, again, we've already mentioned this, this coronavirus COVID-19, whatever we're calling it, the plague is kind of what it feels like at times. Um, It's impacted us all. And we're having to learn how to do church in a completely different way. We are located in Arkansas, and it is now at a point where Central Arkansas and Northwest Arkansas both have uh, cases that have been established. And so, you know, the the fear that is spread, um, it's starting to impact people. And so let me ask a, a kind of a personal side. How are your families dealing with this uh, surreal nature of the current state of the world? Chris, how are you? You've got younger boys, but they are still, they're talkers and, you know, they, they see what's happening. How are they yeah. doing? Man, they're, uh, they're doing well. You know, my, my youngest is actually about to have a birthday. And so oh, awesome. we're, we're having, we didn't have a huge party planned for him, but we are, uh, still moving forward with that. Um, they're, they're really just oblivious, just to be honest. My oldest who is, he, he's out of school. I think he just thinks right. he's on an early spring break. Uh, he still has some work to do and we've tried to explain it to him. And I think he understands, you know, as much as a six year old would understand. Um, but just, just a little while ago, we were outside in our driveway and they were riding bikes and doing that thing. So we're trying to keep life moving forward as normal for them as much as possible. Well, Chris, how about, how about your wife? How is she dealing with all of this? My wife is handling it like a champ. She is doing a great job. That's awesome. She, she, uh, she really is. She, she owns a a business. She's a wedding coordinator and she is, um, that this has definitely affected her, her business. Uh, she's already had to, uh, rearrange some of her upcoming events but uh, she's really handled it with a lot of poise and professionalism. And, uh, and I think she's, she's doing really well with it. Mm, good, good. Well, Micah, your little guy has no clue about any of this, and that's kind of a cool thing uh, for him. But how about your wife? How is she dealing with all, all of these changes? Um, you know, my, my wife, uh, she's a homemaker, man. She's a stay-at-home mom. And so she was probably ready for this and more prepared than probably – um, better than some of our, even our friends, um, that their the moms work. And so she's mm-hmm. been getting a lot of text messages from, 
previous church member, friend, girlfriends of hers that um, she's been able to like encourage and give games and um, like kind of some creative home ministry things for those um, those young ladies and their families to do. But she, I think she's handling it so well. I mean, even if zombies were at the front door, I feel like she would be pretty calm. <laughs> Not that that's what this virus is by any means, but there's a video game reference for you. But, um, you, you know, I, I think she's doing so well and she's uh, been able to keep help her, her sister, who's a teacher uh, now that she's, um, she's kind of been recently stayed home. Um, um, Amanda, she's uh, been able to like help her pa- uh, paint and finish some things in her home and, um, so in, Ro- in Roman, I think he doesn't sense much. <laughs> he knows that there's people around more. Um, you know, we're around more. And on my side of it, you know, the economy is definitely uh, taking a hit, as we've seen. And so the construction yeah. stuff for me is really, uh, I wasn't able to work four days. But, man, God is so good. And had somebody send me, like, you know, a couple hundred bucks to just help me in my ministry. And it was exact days, that, the money I needed for those days that I missed. And it's just amazing, guys, what God is doing to provide for for, for my family. And, um, it's, it's been awesome for me. I, you know, just when I go out and work construction sites, uh, between me and <clears throat> my Hispanic brothers, I'm able to, to ask them in Spanish how they're doing. And, um, a lot of them are scared. Uh, I mean, a lot of them are. And so it's kind of put a little, not stress cause it's not stressful. It's just construction. But, uh, I think it's made me more ministry conscious. I think, you know, ministry minded. And I, I kind of, <laughs> I don't love it that people are struggling in their home. I, I'm not saying what I'm saying, but I, I would want to say it has given me a very amazing conviction to help those people that are, you know, um, on the sites. And um, it's kind of made me wake up a little bit to the people around me. And while I'm working, able to to encourage those Hispanic brothers and, you know, if they're connected to a church and uh, a- answer questions about some questions they have about the Bible. And because they're op- guys construction people right now are super, when I get to work are super open to talking about the Bible. My boss and I at lunch, we talk about the Bible and you know, it's, it's been hard not working kind of like we mentioned before. And, but um, you know, God's provided and it's just, you know, this is a great time for us to do ministry guys. It's a hard time, but it's a, it's a great time for ministry. Yeah. yeah. It's, it really is amazing uh, what God is doing through this. Um, my wife is a counselor and we, we, she has her own practice, and so I was a little concerned. I mean, this is a small business, and so many are hurting already. But none of her clients are canceling, and I've thought, okay, well, that makes sense. There's a lot of anxiety, and she's she is there. God has put her in place to help these kids and families, and so God is using this, and He He will. Um, but there's still some of that fear that we we run into that we we struggle with. Um, you know, we're we're called to to serve our students and to work with them and to to help them. But how do we fight our own tendencies to become fearful and to continue to be light for our students? So how are you doing in that battle? How are you fighting off those tendencies? Chris, how are you doing that? Oh gosh, Dan. Uh you know it. I'm not going to say that I I don't ever become fearful in in this regard. Um, I, I don't want to come across as as uh, just stoic and and uh, uncaring. But I'll, I'll be honest. Like I, I I tend to sway on the other side, saying, "Hey, why why is everybody getting so worked up?" Um, now that's not that's not 
that's not where I am. I, I'm, I'm taking this very serious. I mean, we are respecting the authorities over us and I'm respecting the authorities over me and I'm uh, just obeying what they're, they're putting out. And, and I'm, I'm being very serious about this. And uh, I, I believe it's just part of being a, being a good neighbor uh, to those who are most vulnerable mm, yeah, around us. Yeah. Um, I think it plays into just being a good, being a good steward in uh, all of that. So, but, but quite honestly, there's a, there's a passage of scripture that I run to um, whenever I do feel anxious and, uh, and fearful. And it's, it's in Philippians four, where it just says, don't be anxious about anything, but in everything with prayer and supplication, make my request known to the Lord and um, the peace of God, which passes all understanding will guard my heart and my mind in Christ Jesus who loved me and gave his life for me. And so I, I really do hold on to that verse, uh, those verses and I, I write them down. I repeat them. I find I find opportunities like I just did to to quote them, so that it just reminds me further uh, of who's in control and who I can run to. And uh, and I try to remind I try to remind my students of that uh, every chance that I get. Uh, so, uh, I, simply put, that's that's what I do. Mm, that's awesome, Micah. Do you have anything to add in that? Man, that's that's a great verse, and, and you know, I I I am a little more skeptical, I guess, when I see things on the news, and it kind of all became real, and you know, and the president's national addresses and some of the CDC's advice, and you know, not not being in a full time ministry context, um, the biggest I think impact that I'm seeing, you know, right now is um, no, no working out, you know, <laughs> trying to obey um, some of some of the guidelines that our government's produced, and. Um, if you know my wife approached me and she said, "Hey, you probably shouldn't work out this week," and I was like, "Oh no!" And guys, I don't know if that's important to you, but but you know, just it's changed our life a little bit. And so I, I think I'm a little more. I want to be more conscious uh, of my son and of my family that I'm around. And so I don't want to be, you know, like in irresponsible. I guess you know to to go out and to kind of have that I'm young, I'm going to, you know, live forever that, which I don't believe, you know, I know I'm going to die one day, but I mean, I think this just puts me in a state kind of more of, I think deeper faithfulness because it, it makes me have to think, okay, I need to be, I, I'm the protector of my family. And you know, what, what, what are some ways I can, now that I'm home and they're home, you know, um, how can I encourage them? You know, cause there is a tendency in, in our family to watch the news and to, it feels like all the time we're talking about, you know, the major statistics in those big moments, you know, where there's big facts and we're, we're just giving those up like, man, this is crazy. This is crazy. And I just kind of, I want to be that voice in our family at the dinner table where there's all this, we all come together and sit and eat and like a good, like faithful and enduring and encouraging. And, you know, and so I try to like help our minds shift in conversations um, to people to, for, for our family to not just be afraid. And so Chris, you actually referenced a verse that I, uh, kind of kind of abbreviated, but I mentioned today uh, from Philippians four you know, to think on the things that are good and holy and just and right, and um, so mm. I think that's what I'm trying to do as well. You know, so Micah, you know, you said your wife, uh, she's handling it well. Your kids are handling it well. What about neighbors? Do you have people living around you that you've been able to maybe talk with about uh, just what's going on in their life? Yeah, yeah. So the the neighbors that we have to the um east of us just across the road um are actually finishing some repairs on a house so there's some hispanic brothers over there that um i've been able to just kind of 
you know, give them some encouraging, <laughs> I guess some joking at first and then ask them how they're really doing. But the ones north of us are family. And so we're trying to, they're elderly family. So we actually have just been talking. Uh, we have, there's been kind of a silence, you know, um, the, my father-in-law's mother and grandmother live just north of us in the same house. And so we've been kind of calling and just checking in on them, but trying to keep that space. Um, but our neighbors just south of us, um, they've, you know, he cooks a lot of food outside. And so he's brought us some food and stuff and kind of like a uh, smoked sausage and you know, smoked tenderloin. And it's been a really hard time for us. Um, no, I'm just kidding. It's been wonderful. I, it's, he's such a got a good man, but uh, he works for Conway Corps, and um, they they've actually they've been running a very minimal group, and so he's not been working every day. And so we've been trying to be an encouragement. I haven't spoken a lot to him, but just maybe once. But I'm trying to be an encouragement, you know, Chris. Um, I'm trying, but uh, the last place I was able to really encourage people that were, I guess, near me in my local group was at you know Planet Fitness, where I was able to you know encourage people. In the mornings, about four forty-five, and um, that, that's been a, probably the the closest group um, in that church we've been serving at First Center. It's just down the road. We've been trying to be just very encouraging to the student pastor. He's my brother-in-law and uh, previous mentor. He's the pastor, and I've just been trying to be very encouraging, sending them like text prayers where it's me praying, and I'm typing out that prayer to them about how I'm praying for them and what I'm praying for them about. I'm talking to God about them, and those kind of been some ways I've been trying to encourage my neighbors. Cool. That's really cool. You know, this is this is just a hard time, and if we're not careful, we can be drawn into uh, that that place ourselves where we are discouraged, where we're fearful. There are so many things that that we're responsible for. We're responsible for our families, for um, for our ministries, um, and then God has called us to continue to minister and love on people. You know, I, I hate the idea of of missing our workouts. You know, I like the physical side. Uh, I know the Dojang where I train in Taekwondo has been shut down. And so now I'm having to do online workouts and it's not quite the same, you know, when you have those other people there and you can do it. But I think one of the things that helps us keep our uh, mind in the right place. And as we go forward and to fight fear is, is the work that we've been called to do as we remain focused on that, as we remain focused on serving and loving other people and just understanding that God, God's in control. He is there. He's there for us. He's there with us as we love on, love on others and especially love on our students. Um, you know, we've got to give them hope in these uncertain times. And uh, what I wanted to share to, today is just a few things, and we're going to kind of just talk through them about ways that we can continue to give our students hope in uncertain times. This time right now with COVID-19, uh, the coronavirus is very stressful. And some students, eh, they don't think anything about it. Others, it's really bothering them. They go from the range of emotions from I'm going to die to it's nothing at all. I mean, it's and you see that happen um, and they all react just a little bit different. Uh, but I think one of the things that we're called to do is to give hope to a very hopeless world. And so as we work with students, let's look at let's look at these things together. First that I have is that we're to point our students uh, to the unchanging, all powerful God of the Bible. God's word is a great source of strength and courage in our lives. And God shows again and again in his word how he is in control. 
So we want to remind our students by maybe sending them texts and emails that include God's word. And so just very briefly, Chris, what are you doing to um, to help your students stay focused in on God's word during this period? Yeah, well, uh, right now I'm, I'm, I'm currently making plans for uh, just what that's going to look like. Um, but I am, like you said, I'm trying to send them encouraging messages and uh, as much as I can talk to them. My group is is a little different just because I have uh, a, a large portion of my group that that actually don't have phones and uh, oh, and okay. are, and and that are not on social media. So I've been I've been connecting with them uh, through their parents, uh, and most recently I sent them a video just letting them know that I, I love them, uh, that I'm praying for them, that that I have a plan for us to be able to connect over the next uh, couple of weeks. So just really letting them know that, that, uh, that, you know, we're not going to stop what we've been doing. It's just going to look different in how we're going to do it and trying to just encourage them and keep them moving forward that way. You know, one thing that's really interesting is I mentioned, you know, some of these kids that, that I mentioned that don't have phones, they are, they're also homeschooled. And so for them, not a lot has changed as far as <laughs> as far as uh, school goes. You know, they're still going through. They're still going to class each day. They're still doing their work. I think the biggest thing for them has been just uh, the, not being able to do sports and really get out and do the yeah. extracurricular stuff, which is a big thing for them. And so, starting next week, uh, I'll get to I'll get to be able to connect with them, and we're going to go through. Um, just looking in scripture and, and seeing what God's word has to tell us about uh, anxiety and being anxious and how not to worry and just what that mm, looks good. like. And, good. and so we'll, we'll be able to do that together and I'm excited about it. That's cool. Yeah. We've got to be, well, we've got to be creative in this during this time. Um, but we've got to be intentional about pointing our students back to God's word uh, it's real easy for us to to give them, you know, this raw raw speech and to be really um, encouraging in that manner. But man, what does God's word say? And what is what does that look like? Will we face challenging times? The Bible tells us yes. And so, how are we supposed to respond to it? Well, what does God's word say? And so, man, I just want to encourage our listeners to point your students to the unchanging, all powerful God of the Bible and be intentional in that process. The second thing that I have is this idea that we need to stay connected with your students. So Chris has already kind of spoken to that. Um, and he has a, a, a little bit of a challenge with homeschool students. They might not have a phone or you might have younger students or they might not be on social media. There's all these different things um, that they may be struggling with to stay connected, but it's important during this time to find a way to remain in contact with them. You can call, email, or text. Um, unfortunately, we can't just go over and hang out with them or have them come hang out with us. That's kind of against the ideas and plans that that we need to be doing. Uh, but we need to ask how they're doing. We need to pray with them if that's possible. And we need to let them know they're not alone. Um, so maybe plan a, a live video on Facebook or Instagram or have a virtual meeting uh, if face-to-face is completely out. 
Um, there, there are a lot of creative ways. There's a lot of ways for us to, to realize that, that this period, this uh, time frame that we're in can be one of the most exciting for us in ministry. We have students who have, well, they are digital natives. Um, they're not just, it's a part of their life. They've never really known a time in their life where they haven't seen and known what an iPad is and an iPhone and what a screen. I mean, that's what we talk about all the time. Limit that screen time, limit that tablet time. Um, and so it is a perfect time to stay connected with students. And Micah, I know that you um, you were sharing with me before we started recording about an idea that you your wife was talking about, and I thought that was a great one. Would you share that? Yeah, we had, we talked about like ways to encourage, um, like you know, in this time we're in transition, and so you know, as as we are transitioning, we were kind of we were kind of thinking of ideas. So, you know, what what would we do if you know, with if we had if she had girls, you know, in the student ministry, she was trying to to mentor still, and she we we talked about like uh, like a Google Hangout or uh, being able to you know, Netflix has this new plug where you can watch movies with friends and stuff online and and uh, she she had mentioned we had an idea that you know she could watch a movie with these girls and try to and, and not a bad like rom-com or anything but just a, a, a movie on netflix that's a, a, a good good uh, kind of good message um romantic comedy or something and 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 even in the the um while that movie's playing kind of discuss with the the girls about what not to do you know the the things that american society and american culture idolizes being able to communicate through netflix or texting the girls or you know through the 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 applications on netflix to kind of say hey you know like what, and even pause the movie at some point and discuss like you know how as christians are supposed to handle certain situations with the opposite sex and our you know with with husbands one day or our prospective um um men that that, that they want to marry or they're interested in like how to do it the right way how to go about like dating the right way, how to go about um, uh, being friends with the right way and just kind of coaching them um, through watching a movie. And, Cause that could be a great way to impact, you know, young ladies. And, and it may not seem like it's much for some of the, the millennial and post-millennial people. Um, uh, but, but it, it could be a huge help to them to be able to keep connecting yeah. with those girls. And, you know, of course I, I would use things like video games and, um, um, in some of that front and find what your students are playing. If their parents allow them to play and, you know, getting those emails out to or phone calls out to parents and say, Hey, you know, if, if it's all right with you, we're going to be playing some video games with some of the students. And we'd, if it's all right with you guys' you know, agenda and um, you're okay with playing like Fortnite, you know, we'd love to invite them to uh, a, a party and, and you know, I'm going to have two Xboxes going and they can join any party and talk with, with, with me or with your student pastor or whatever. And, and just to try to keep, because I don't know if you guys know this, either you, Dan or Chris, and I'm sure you both know this. I, I don't know, but, um, I actually have, have had students in the past that would leave their parties open on PlayStation or Nintendo or whatever. And they would have, I would be in a party with them and for, there would be so many people in that party that would just come in, talk for a little bit and then be like, all right, man, Hey, love you. We'll see you later. And that's how they connect with each other yeah. is a private party where they yeah. can. And so like what, what one time playing in a squad, there were different people talking with us in a private party. And so I was able to connect with like six to eight students in just one battle Royale session. And it was so, it was so awesome to see how the younger generation talks when they're not around each other and especially through video games is they just hop in and say hey you know carson what are you doing you know like how, how was your day you know how's homeschooling and he would you know kind of sweater some jokes and 
and they would they would hit you know talk about pop culture stuff and then then he would that person would leave and be like all right hey carson love you hey brother mike it was great to see you or great to talk with you and you know hope you're doing okay and then they'll leave and then another person will come in you know so i don't know there's just so many different ways right now to connect with those students it's you know it's not over you don't have to be just face to face with them it's just meaningful to them as meaningful to them um, being able to talk with them when they're enjoying a hobby yeah you know it and again it comes down to uh, two 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 words that we have to kind of embrace during this time uh creative and intentional and i know i've, I've said that before and i'll probably end up saying it again uh, but it, we have to think outside of the box for what we're used to doing and so that we can have an opportunity to to speak into students' lives while they are facing some fear, while they're struggling. And, you know, even if this was some other point in history, which this is a, a time like none other. My, my pastor came back from a trip this weekend. He's like, I'd left and then I returned and it was the twilight zone. Everything had changed and it just it kind of did all in the course of a weekend. Um, things look different. Everything is is just different. And so we got to be creative. We got to be intentional. Well, the third thing that I would say is, is helping your students during stressful times is that we should encourage students to limit their social media intake. Now, here's specifically what I'm referring to on this. Um, while it may be hard to get your students to step away from social media and media in general, other suggestions on how they can utilize their time away from the screen offer those things because you can get all the stuff that you're hearing. Your posts may be encouraging to them what you're providing, but the sheer volume of negative information coming their way is going to lead them perhaps to a dark place. And so we want to avoid that. And so that's, that's what I'm referring to there. Uh, again, social media can be this incredible thing where you're connecting with your students and talking with them, but on the flip side, they're going to hear everything in the world. So if they can take a moment, um, go for a walk, puzzles, a book. Hey, I know they're all old fashioned things, you know, uh, but they may be very centering as we struggle with the stress permeating our society right now. So that would be my take on uh, a reason to, to limit some social media intake. Um, Mike, I think you had some thoughts on this area as well. On social media, uh, you know, one of the things that you mentioned, um, it's, it's kind of watching that, that what you're doing on your phone, you know, and, and, and guys, listen, if you're listening to this and uh, this, this is, I think this can be huge for, I would say a majority of people um, with tablets and iPhones is it's kind of a vacuum. Um, our phones and tablets are. And so when we're spent with more time inside, what we don't realize we're doing is spending more time distracting ourselves. And so whether that's mm. Facebook or whatever, Guys, there's stuff on the App Store. Uh, there's stuff you can go to in your iPhone. You can go down um, in, your, in your phone and go to um, a little deal that, that shows you how much time you spend on, on your phone. And you can actually set up some parameters for yourself, and it'll show you where you're spending a lot of time. And you can set that up. So like each week, guys, I don't know if you get this, but I, I do. Each, each Sunday, I get a notification, hey, you spent four hours on your phone this week or six hours on your phone this week. Yeah. And if it shows me, hey, you're at, you were at like eight hours this week, I was like, oh, my gosh. You know, I go and I look. I'm like, what, what was I doing? And I go to uh, the game that I typically play. Um, it's called Archero. 
archero. <laughs> it's just I'm a nerd and I like bows and arrows. It's, it reminds me of Legend of Zelda back in the day, right? Um, <laughs> original Nintendo. And so I play it because I love it. But I, I the days that I like wasn't working or uh, there was one day I spent two hours playing that game. Um, that that was. And so that week that I, so anyways, there's those, those, those things in your phone that can kind of help you make sure that you're not spending a massive amount of time. Cause I think during mm, this time, yeah. it needs to be a time of reflection. I think it does need to be a time where we have a real moment going, okay, this stuff happening, we need to be praying for people. Our, our spiritual disciplines should be so present. And, and I know you both would just be right there with me, you know, saying amen. Like, yeah. and so yeah. people listening, you know, Guard, you know, help your kids guard themselves from going to their video games or even their their phones too much, because you can do it too much. Believe me, and you will get desensitized oh, yeah. yeah. and wake up, and you're like, "Oh my goodness, it's Sunday!" or "Oh my goodness, it's it's a week," and and you won't even realize how much time you spent. So I think keep. And my biggest advice was just keep your keep your um, social media or gaming put time caps on it for your students and for yourself. And, and and tell yourself that you're not going to spend the time in that vacuum wasting away at something that may not have as much spiritual value as we think it does. You know, spend that time with the Lord for sure, or in prayer. Or you know, I I would encourage our listeners to make sure that you're communicating with parents on all of these things. Yeah. Um, send them, you know, I, I read a lot of different blogs as trying to find information that's good to send to my parents, to send to other youth pastors um, and other student ministry workers. And just send some of those things. Let them know, hey, this is what I'm hearing. So, and this is what I know. <laughs> this is what I've experienced. And so just keep those communications open, especially on this topic of social media. Well, the last thing that I have listed is this idea that we need to be sure that we are praying for our students during stressful times. Uh, again, the most obvious thing is what we're dealing with right now, COVID-19. We need to be praying for our students and their their emotional, spiritual, physical well-being in this. Uh, but uh, they're going to face other hard times in their life, and we need to to pray for them during those moments. Uh, you know, it's vital that we continue to lift up our students to the Lord, pray that God will give them peace and help them as they struggle through this thing. And so um, in connection with that, I want to do something that we don't normally do on the podcast, but I think it's real important. I want us to take a moment and pray for two groups and um, and then we'll close out the podcast. But uh, I've asked Chris and Chris is going to pray for student ministry workers. Um, just pray. That God is going to be with them. And, and then I've asked Micah to pray for students. Um, and then, like I said, then we're going to we'll close out our time together. And so, Chris, would you lead us in that prayer? Absolutely. Father, we, um, we know that you are in control. And we know that in times where we are fearful, where we feel anxious or worried, uh, in, in, in some ways, we feel bored and inconvenienced. Lord, when all of those things happen, we know that we run to or have temptation to run to a lot of different things. And that's not just true for students. That's definitely true for adults as well and, and for uh, those of us who are in the ministry and 
working with students. And so, Lord, I pray specifically for our uh, our student workers, for our volunteers, for their own spiritual health during this time. Those who have families, those who are uh, who have heavy workloads, some are working two jobs and then serving the church. Others are working full time in the church. Uh, but nonetheless, there are so many people that just have a lot going on, and this affects so many areas of of, uh, of their life. And so, Lord, I pray that you would just lead them to the truth that you are our strong tower, that you are our safe place, that uh, although there are temptations for us to run to all sorts of things, our phones, social media, Netflix, and just a widespread of other things. Lord, I pray that you would uh, draw us in during this time, that you would help us to uh, to just know how good you are and, and to rest in you, to realize that we can do nothing apart from you and to just simply abide in you. So I pray that for our student workers. I pray that in, in their efforts of trying to connect with their students, that, that they, they don't feel uh, like they're trying to measure up to a certain level of success that maybe they see uh, other churches doing, that they, they don't try to just perform in order to um, make uh, you know, somebody, somebody else smile, but rather that their, their motives and, and their desires would be just simply to connect with their students the best that they can. And yes. knowing, Lord, that, that there's nothing that we can do whether it be during this time or any other time of our life that would uh, that would make you make us more accepted in your sight to know that you have done everything necessary for us Jesus to be fully accepted uh, by you and by the Father that that even in a time like this where we are pushed to perform and we're pushed to do things uh, and we have desires to do so, let us not do it out of an ambition to try to um, earn a, sta- a certain status among people or even um, a certain status in front of you to know that we can never do that. And so I pray you guard them from that. But Lord, that you would lead them to be very creative and that you would lead them to be wise in, in how they connect with their parents and with their students and how they carry about, carry on the, the, just the, uh, the day-to-day task of working in in the church and in, in their jobs and how they lead their families and, uh, and all the different things that are going on. So Lord, in all this, we just, we just want to say that we trust you. Mm, and I yes. pray that, uh, that that would be uh, just the ongoing uh, thought that we have, not just during times of stress, but in every single day to know that, that, Lord, we always need you, that we are yes. uh, desperate people that uh, so quickly run to, to things that we think would satisfy. Uh, we so quickly run uh, in our own direction, thinking that, that we, can, um, we can trust our own selves. But, Lord, remind us just once again simply how how we need you and and Lord may we just uh, completely depend upon you so I pray that for uh, all of our volunteers all of the youth workers uh, all of those who are working uh, 
uh, within the church. And, and Lord, that we would use this time to even grow closer together as a community of, of youth workers, uh, to lean upon one another, to know that, that Lord, you have gifted us with each other to, uh, to pray with one another, to sharpen one another. Uh, and, and Lord, that we would not, uh, we would not neglect that. So we thank you, Jesus. We thank you that you hear us. Thank you that we can come to you and completely depend upon you in everything. It's in your name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Father God, we come to you and you are such a happy God and you love us and you, you, you are kind to us. You give us encouragement when we need encouragement. To, and, and we're so grateful for the, the students that you've given us, the, the humble opportunity and the awesome opportunity to to lead and to shepherd. And um, I pray for the students tonight that we just, God, that you would just help us be able to be conscious of our students' needs and of the students right now that um, that are struggling and or, or maybe even celebrating, God, that, that they don't have to go to school. Or um, I, I'd hope that you would, um, as, as in your character, that is in your character to, to draw us. I know that you will draw those students and, and be a conviction and a soft whisper in them to draw them to you. Um, a lot of them, if there's those that are stressed because their families are home and mom and dad are struggling and, and talking um, in, in frustrating ways um, about how to, how to keep food on the table and how to um, provide for their family, that, that the, the students would just be able to to go to you in, in prayer, knowing that you will be there listening every second, you hearing every word, and, and seeing them even when they're not praying to you, um, knowing that the, the hairs on their head, that, that the, the cells on their, in their skin, and that what holds them together, Lord, is you, and that you've put them on this earth for a reason. I could pray for encouragement and insight. I, I pray that you would just convict them tonight all over the world that are in student ministries, that you would just give them the courage to be able to open up that Bible that maybe they've never physically opened, or maybe go to the YouVersion Bible app to be able to spend time with you, that they would be able to hear your voice for themselves, maybe for the first time, and that you would just convict them and draw them to you, God. Help help them to be faithful, and these students that we've taught for the, these years before the coronavirus has hit, this is not something new to you, God. This is not something scary to you, God. You are over everything, and, and you may, in your will, have causes so that it would make your people, including these students, come to you with their frustrations and their, their burdens and their shortcomings and their failures, or maybe even just to talk to you for a moment, God, about, about what they're dealing with. We pray for these students that we've shepherded for years, that you would just continue shepherding them, even in our midst. Be who you are as the good shepherd and, and draw them to yourself. The, the, the wealth of living water that you are. Help the students tonight to be able to not just spend so much time doing things that uh, they shouldn't be doing. God, for those students that, that deal with personal issues, um, naming some of them, Lord, like um, self-worth, the students that really struggle with their worth to you, that you would just, through your word and through your conviction, be able to show them how how much you love them, how much you care for them. And for those young ladies that deal with self-image, not knowing that they aren't out in front of people, 
help them to just have comfort knowing that you're the image that we need to draw to. You're the image of the cross, the image of the story of the, 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 the narrative of the Bible, that you would just be able to see that you're trying to perfect us and grow us and create within us a new heart. Help us to, to, to be able to stand up and to be strong and to be able to privately in our homes, in the walls and confines of our homes right now, help those students to be able to go to you in their disciplines of journaling or praying or reading the Bible. Help them to be able to find courage to be able to, to, to that when they go to you, God, that you'll be there talking with them. You'll be there l- letting them know you're, you're listening and that you care pray for them in all these things. We pray for those those students that deal with, with pornography that as they have a lot of opportunity in the confines of their home to be able to access things they shouldn't to deal with stress. Help them to find freedom in that, to not run to that. Um, God, help those students that are, that are dealing with stress to be able to deal with that well by going outside and walking uh, in, in their area just or to go out back and play with their siblings. God, help us, help the students to be able to go to their families and to, to, to ask questions to their mom and dad about spiritual things. God, the, the, that is so important that these students are going to their parents to ask how their parents are dealing with this crisis and this, this struggle uh, that we have here in America and, and in our student ministries. When it comes to the lack of friends uh, that they're able to see with their own eyes, um, I pray that you would just not let the insecurity build up within them, but help a, a, a strength draw within them, knowing that they don't have to be around people to, to, ha- to, to be good friends, that, that just like you are with us, you are always with us, and, and you are always speaking to us. You came physically to the earth and died for us. You showed us how you loved us, and, and you still show us how you love us by being there for us and letting the image of the cross be satisfactory. Thank you so much for these men, for Dan and for Chris and for our leaders and for our authorities that are over us and for the government and our leaders over our nation and the nations all over the world. We, we pray for them tonight to um, help us to be able to all go to you uh, humbly broken, um, asking good questions, working through our disciplines and to get closer with you so that when all of this is said and done, we can be able to come out of our homes strengthened and stronger. Um, and, and not weaker. Help us to not be insecure, but to be courageous and strong. In Jesus' name, I pray these things. Amen. And amen. Well, thanks for being with us today. It's our prayer that some of the things that we've shared with you will encourage you as you seek to minister to your students. Keep going and reach out to us if we can help at all during this time. Our contact info is in the show notes, and we're ready, and uh, we're here for you. We know that this is hard. This is unlike anything else that we've encountered before. But we want to encourage you to keep going because student ministry matters. Thanks for listening to the Student Ministry Matters podcast. Get connected at studentministrymatters.com or follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Student Ministry Matters. Until next time, keep up the great work with your students because the work matters.